Hey guys, it is the Spark Jada Stone, and you're watching the OVW podcast, and you better tune in because I'm here. Get it? Got it? Good. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am Brian Hines. And my name is Jack Benoit. And today we are getting into all the action from OVW Rise 1280, emanating live from historic Davis Arena on February 22nd, 2024. We will also talk about that huge, huge, huge Manchester show that we were lucky enough to all attend uh, over the weekend. We also want to thank Linda Kay for showing up on this feed this past week. Thank you, Linda Kay. And uh, we recorded a ton of interviews that day, uh, this past Friday, the day of the Manchester show. Boy, we sure did. Looks like the first one to hit the feed will be Tony Evans. Do I have that right? You are correct. Yay. All right. That was a good talk. Let's get into some of the OVW headlines, Brian. All right. Uh, For starters, OVW Overdrive has returned. Uh, Tuesdays on YouTube uh, and maybe TV, uh, you'll have to call your local uh, cable provider and uh, find out if... It will be on uh, TV at your house if it is not on YouTube. We're talking about some real old school grassroots shit right there. Call your cable provider and ask for this program. I I felt very uh, uh, 20th century when I just said that. So I I feel a little old because I remember the days when uh, you actually had to do something like that. I want my OVW TV. Also looks like OVW will be partnering up with the Kentucky Derby during the 2024 run for the Roses. Okay, that is something new that I I did not know until I... uh, uh, sat down just now. Well, Do we I have knew more it. information about that. What does that entail? I knew it ten minutes ago because I read my notes before today. Brian, can you? No, I'm, I I'm literally just. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Where's, where's that the, trophy? Where's the trophy? All right. You win it, Jack. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And this week's horse's ass of the week goes to. Jackman Oaks. Tiny Brian, could you tell us some more about this? Uh, do you have some more information about this? Event? I literally, uh, literally, it, it says now on my cell phone. Uh, Brian Kennison just answered my question. I asked, are we doing like a match at Run for the Roses? What? How are you involved? And he was like, I can't say yet. So he's still being evasive. Jackman, you, you are more tied in with wrestling than me and, and perhaps more with like the 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 derby that I am mm-hmm. being an Eastern Kentucky boy and you being a, a worldly uh, a man in a the worldly rank. Central Kentucky boy yes. yeah <laughs> so ma- maybe you can do, do you know what kind of involvement OVW's had with the derby in previous years I, I do not I do not think they've had anything if I could guess here's here's what I would here's what I would do here's what I think they were doing okay and let's I, hear what you think and then I'll, I'll give you what I think and, and we'll just we'll see where we we end up on this and then we'll see what actually happens and I'll be very wrong and you'll probably be closer to right but we'll see um for me this like there's this idea that I'm not necessarily like a huge huge proponent of but it's given me a lot of my favorite things in the world and this is the idea of sports entertainment right there is there's two things that exist as sports entertainment. It's professional wrestling. Okay. When it's presented as sports entertainment. And sure. there's the Kentucky Derby. This is the preeminent event for everyone in their world who makes fun of Southerners for the rest of the 364 days of the year to come and act like they're a Southerner. It is like actually the definition of sports entertainment. None of these people know anything about what's going on. None of these people care about the races. They go and they get dressed up and they have a fun time and they take their pictures. And it's a social event. I think that 
at the I think that if sports entertainment was ever executed and it, it has been several times and might be even this year at WrestleMania 40 if it's ever executed to its highest level it is about celebrity involvement and making it a social event not a sporting event that's what the Kentucky Derby is it's a social event I don't think it's a I don't think it's stupid to invite all these people that are into social events into a sports entertainment event because I think that both of them I think they ride a lot of the same lines, to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> like that's I just think I think that and on and honestly in all honesty, is horse racing the Kentucky Derby? No. Is no. wrestling WrestleMania? No. Are they the two biggest events in those two respective worlds? Absolutely. Do they draw the biggest casual crowd in those two worlds? Absolutely. Why not try to marry some of that? Because a lot of the people that don't pay attention to horse racing show up to the Derby, a lot of people that don't pay attention to wrestling show up to WrestleMania. I just think that I think that maybe that's me being cynical, but I think that this makes so much sense. So I'm hearing Cash Flow and, and Cal Hero ride horses on the, uh, at the Kentucky Derby. No, no. Um, uh, actually, here's what I think will happen. Um, provided there is a strong showing in a couple of qualifying races... I fully expect ZDP <laughs> to run in the Kentucky Derby in 2024. Just no Because I, I can verify from personal experience that ZDP is very fast, and he will try really hard to run faster than every single horse out there. And I think he can do it. I believe in you, man. So, yeah, among all these interviews we had last week, or man, whatever ZDP is, we believe in it. Uh, <laughs> yes, you. I, I believe in you. We ZDP. believe in ZDP. Yes. Man, zombie, monster, whatever he is. But we, we did try to interview ZDP last week. <laughs> it did not go well. You, we tried it a couple different times. If you'd like to see, yeah, our there, there will be those. Yeah, the, what we I need were to go in, back and see this. Well, I'll show you what the, I'll show you the the found footage that we we recovered the, from the scene. Yeah, the found footage, like very um, Blair Witch, yes, type stuff. Yeah, certainly at one point. So yes, you will. Uh, you may have already seen uh, when Victor tried to go and greet uh, ZDP. He was looking around for him and got a lot more than he bargained for. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we certainly hope Victor. We, we believe Victor's doing all right. We we haven't actually seen him since then, but uh, we will. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Uh, I, I do want to say one last thing about this run for the roses thing. Is, sure. Do we know the date of it? Is it the date of the Derby that year? It's probably not because, as I understand it, again, I, I'm an Eastern Kentucky boy, so we don't we don't truck with this decadent and depraved event generally. If I, well, but all right, listen, but, come on now, come on. Now. <laughs> listen now, if it's I, a week if long I had festival, guess, is if, my no, is my is my thing. It goes okay, all. So, week. Oh, it's part of the Derby festival. Yes. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, okay, so that perfect. that makes sense because they pretty yeah, well take yeah. the whole week off as a city exactly. in Louisville and just party. Yeah, thunder over Louisville. And all if of you these keep things. if you keep uh, putting me in with these Louisville folks, I'm about to we're about to not have a podcast. I ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't like those folks. Don't put me. I'm from Central Kentucky, not from fucking Louisville. Those are two very different things. We don't like them either. Yeah, my Eastern Kentucky brethren, we don't like them either. <laughs> I don't know. You seem like you you go places and do things more than me. Uh, no, You're see, a well traveled man. This is the thing: is everyone, You're almost a gonzo I left, journalist. I left my I left my my one stoplight town. I started wearing skinny jeans, and everyone said, "Oh, Jackman, you're high flume." Like I didn't fucking <laughs> like I didn't jump trash in a sinkhole like everybody else did. All right. 
Okay. Yeah. Don't question my don't question my country credentials because I got them. I, have you ever uh, twisted a chicken up by the neck? N- no. Okay. All right. Don't I had try, one twisted up over me once. That's but that was also traumatizing. Ago. It was, but indeed. in a very different way. Yes. Yeah. Don't uh, don't question my country credentials, man. I, I, my apologies. So, uh, tell us about the Comic Con, Brian. Uh, OVW is coming to the Lexington City Comic Con. That is March seventh through tenth. Could I interrupt you right there? Uh, were you Were you planning on going to that? Uh, I had planned on it. Yeah. What? I'd how are to. you? How are you getting in? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, I was hoping you would tell me that we got media passes for that. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a thing that happened. Oh, wait, we did? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we, in fact, got, got, got a media pass, uh, just the one, but we did get one. Uh, so we did qualify. We are, we are considered media. And I'll take you, a moment to rejoice over that. And if you want to figure out which one of us is going to be attending that day, you can meet us in the parking lot right across from Rep Arena. While we're playing a really intense game of two out of three elimination, uh, rock paper scissors in honor of the official official, yes, Daniel Spencer. We we may we may just get some more passes. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> they will be there Friday through Sunday, as I understand it. And boy, they've got a shitload of wrestlers there this week. Uh, shitload. Well, in the coming weeks, I guess at that event they'll have a shitload of wrestlers. Um, so they always do. What exactly are? I mean, they're not doing a show, are they? Not, not, they're just going to be there in mass. Yeah, they're going to be there signing and selling merch, obviously. Oh, meeting cool. and greeting. It's basically that ending, that last mm-hmm. 30 minutes of Davis Arena on a Thursday night. Just, except for it lasts all weekend long. Yes, except there's somebody dressed as, as Pokemon, as Pikachu right over there. Okay. Well, just dressed as Pokemon. That's how he's dressed. That is the, you've never sounded older, my friend. I am telling you. <laughs> yeah. You and your, your kids and your Pokemon. Do, do you know no, you how that call works? With an S. Yeah. The Pokemon. The Pokemons. Yeah. Yes. Like you go and buy the Pokemon's cards at the Walmarts. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. If I, mom. And, and then you watch uh, little uh, Pokemon's clips on the YouTubes. Mom, do you think if I went back and mowed next to the sinkhole, we throw all the trash into, I can get a couple of Pokemon cards this week? That was my job. <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> Tell us okay. about this tour update, <laughs> OVW tour update. They're going to be attending the uh, Tailspin Fest in Louisville. Yes, they are going to be at the Tailspin Ale Fest, and that is this Saturday, March 2nd at Bowman Field, and that is sponsored by Dano's Seasoning. Yum, yum, get you some. Jokes and magic happen in threes, so I'll say it again for a third week here in a row. If you've never been to Tailspin, go. If you're a craft beer fan, go. If you're a wrestling fan, go. If you're an OVW fan and a craft beer fan, now you have no excuse. Tailspin, Tailspin Ale Fest is one of the all-time great uh, craft beer events in, in America. It really is. Well, that sounds uh, exciting and delicious. I've only been for free, so. <laughs> I, I haven't been, and uh, we'll, we'll see. Oh, that's our next year's media pass. It's the Tailspin Elfest. Oh, is that it? Yeah, we only get one a year. We won't be able to go to Comic-Con next year, but we'll be able to get really fucking drunk. Mm, all right. Um, it looks like they'll be not only in Des Plaines, De- Des Plaines. Des Plaines Iowa on May 31st. They'll Des Plaines. Longport, Des uh, Longport, Indiana on June 31st. And then, um, of course, at Davis Arena Every single week on Thursdays and some weeks on Saturdays. Yes, on uh, March 16th, OVW. Uh, I want to make sure that I read this properly so I don't say what I would ordinarily be inclined to say. March Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Not totally any, different. Yes. yes. Totally Please don't different. get us sued by the NCAA. No, 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 no. I'm, forget those people. 
Seriously. March Mayhem. We will not say the thing that we are not allowed to say without paying money. So it is March Mayhem live on pay-per-view. And we have our tickets. And uh, That's on March 16th? That is on March 16th. That is the day before St. Patrick's Day. That's going to be a busy day weekend for me because there's a spot monkey show in uh, uh, southern Ohio about five minutes from my hometown that I was going to try to make the night before. And if I remember right, I've got a tattoo appointment that Saturday at 2 o'clock that I may have to try and move. Where's the tattoo appointment? Uh, it is at Studio 413 in Mount Orb, Ohio. Okay. And actually, okay. I won... The gift certificate for that tattoo at the last Spot Monkey show that I uh, sponsored. Well, this is what I was kind of thinking. Okay. We doing a two for that weekend? Uh, Spot Monkeys in Davis Arena that weekend? We take the little uh, portable mic. We go get some good content. We, we might be able to... I know to that March is that. a little d- difficult for me, and I know you have other personal things going on, but like we need to... If there's ever a twofer like that that's presented to us ever again, we need to capitalize on that. And oh, I mean, they're, they're I going always to want be a money. new tattoo, so I can join you at the tattoo studio. That's fine. They accept walk-ins? Um, last I heard, they were... like The waiting list was like three or four months long. Oh, I got cash. Uh, we can find somebody. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have your people reach out to, to my people. Yeah, if you could have Tiny Brian reach out to me, I will have Tiny Brian reach out to you, and then we will we will coordinate. Okay, and as a tip, we'll give each other twenty dollars. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, great, sure. guys. I, I I'm your podcast producer, not your your tattoo agent. Just no, you're just my regular agent. This is not about tattoos. This I, is just about um, appearing, you know, payment that kind of thing. Sure, that kind of thing. Okay, so mm-hmm. we are just as a side note here, we're not doing the pre-show any longer on this podcast feed, right? No. And Overdrive uh, is now its own thing. Uh, so yes, we're not going to cover it here. Right. Right. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that way, if you're used to us covering the pre-show inside of this feed, that will, in, within the coming weeks, once we figure out the best way to logistically do it, those shows will come in a smaller episode uh, on your feed as well. Yes. So you won't actually be li- thinking, missing out from us. Actually thinking Victor and I might try to cover the pre-show because we can kind of just pop down in the middle of the week and do it. Right, yeah. And it's a 15, 20-minute thing. It's not exactly a huge amount of, of stuff. So, you know, we may just we may just try to cover that. For just the... don't ever forget, if you need to send Victor into his corner, it's right over there. Okay. That's Nobody Victor's. puts Victor in a that's, corner. Yeah, that's no, no. This is established OVW podcast lore. Okay. Victor can go into a corner. It's called Victor's Corner. Okay. Before we go any further, I would like to take a second, and I don't know if you were aware of this, Jackman, but uh, today is kind of a special day in OVW because it is the birthday of... Uh, the voice as of the we're valley, recording this, Eric Cornish. As we are recording is it this, comes new in the feed. We, yes. we record on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, he's a good guy. Really good, really yeah, good guy. Really good no, guy. Seriously. And I, I hope seriously. that he has a really good seriously birthday good with we, a really good cake. Can we also take this back just a second? Because we do really want to on air here address because it does sound condescending and and and, and juvenile to always say Eric Cornish good guy. That joke really only came from, like, when we started this thing, you were, like, one of the only guys who talked to us and recognized yeah. us and liked yeah, that's us. that's true. Like, that joke, the dude, seriously, if you're listening or, or if you know him and, and you were relaying information, that joke really only came out of the fact that you are a good guy. You continue to be a good guy. And we guy. sincerely mean that. We think yeah, that you yeah. are a great guy. And, and, and now really that we've been doing this you. long enough, we know that there's some not good guys on the OVW roster. 
Big Zode Shane Mercer, can you tell me about that match, please? I wasn't happy ex- birthday, Cornish. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Uh, I wasn't uh, expecting to see uh, this match right off the bat, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, here we are. It is uh, the next installment of who's going to kick more ass this evening. It is Big Zoe versus Shane Mercer. I guess they're doing a best of seven series. Yes, yes. And brilliant. At, brilliant. at first, I thought they were starting fresh, like we were going to see the next seven episodes of them. But they've actually taken into account the previous three. Right. So that that's important to note. Because it, it did uh, confuse me at first. Uh, forgive me for saying this, but we've seen the same match over and over again. And I don't have a problem with that. But I will say moving forward uh, with my statements that uh, a lot of these are starting to run together. So mm. uh, long story short, at the end of this match... Uh, Big Zoe comes out on top, and that puts the final standings between the two at two wins for Big Zoe, two wins for Shane Mercer, and a non-decision that uh, ended up in a uh, a Cabbage Patch store riot from like 1983. So that means we're at five matches. We have two left. Uh, well, if they two, don't two count one. if they don't count the non-decision wouldn't somebody need to win two more matches oh uh, no i i feel like no they count the non-decision yeah i feel like that would so it's still the first person to four yeah if you see your notes it starts out uh one two and one like they literally list the non-decision in their their thirds and I well, yeah that. i see that but they still have to go to four to declare a winner right i guess well they would have it seems like the next winner would be the winner of the whole uh, I don't know. I I was not aware that there was math involved tonight, so I just didn't <laughs> sign up for that math. There, there is sorry. a math portion of this uh, of this wrestling, and podcast. I will be passing. Here's the thing: is like you're doing a best of seven series. This is like actually the type of thing that I all I need as wrestling fan is a little bit of stakes and like something like the best of seven series. I will watch the same match week in and week out. As long as I know like we're going to a finite point. Right? I couldn't agree with you more. You a know? nice sirloin. Or a T-bone, you know. The, I'm I'm right there well, with I think you, man. We got a sir, I think we got a sirloin and a pork chop here between Shane Mercer and, and Big Zoe. Um, who do you think takes home this uh, this best of seven series? Because I have a feeling it's got to be next week. Mm. I don't think we're gonna go all seven weeks. That's a tough call, man. They're so evenly matched. Um, I'm gonna go with Zoe. I think that. I see both sides of it. I'll give I'll give you my argument for both sure. sides of it. Okay. Shane Mercer. Everybody love him. Nobody's gonna complain. Everybody gonna still love him. Big Zoe steals one from Shane Mercer. He can take the heat. People are gonna still love Shane Mercer. I kinda like Big Zoe winning the series. Kinda like Big Zoe winning the series myself. Well, well we shall see, I'm sure, uh, another installment this Thursday from Historic Davis Arena. I, it'll, it'll be the last one or the next last one. I guess we'll find out within 20, 25 minutes' time. Uh, we so have, we don't feel like this is a thing that's going to mayhem? I'm sure it probably is. I mean, mayhem's uh, two weeks away from they're in a perfect two and a half spot. weeks away from this Thursday. They're so in a yeah. perfect spot to put it at mayhem. But, like, honestly, I kind of like... I kind of like when best ofs don't go to the full extent. They don't right. do that in real sports. Well, they do it in most sports now. But in, like, in sports <laughs> entertainment, it, it goes a little bit different. And I can almost yeah, exactly, exactly. bet that it's going to culminate at uh, 
the March pay-per-view event that I won't try to remember off the top of my head because of legal reasons and, and, and money. And even if one of them wins this upcoming match, mm-hmm. there's still a couple more matches left in it. We know the way OVW likes to tell stories. It's stipulations. It's crazy stuff. Let's just say this ends the best of seven series ends. We are just we're going to ladders, <laughs> we're going to tables, we're getting uh, what's what's it called the cow strap. We're getting all the stuff. Oh, uh, the bull rope. The bull rope. Yeah. yeah. They'll wrap Brian Kennison in chains. Yeah. Just everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything will be going. And honestly, man, at the outset of it, looking as uh, they've tempered the story now, looking at it. I don't mind seeing a bunch of stipulation matches, but I also don't think it has to go to stipulation matches. I think you've done a great, like, best of seven series. Like, let's run with the original stipulation. But what do I know? Say that every week. What the fuck do I actually know? I think it would be interesting if the final match was a, a hardcore match and somebody, yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, during yeah, the match, exactly. somebody pulls out a bag from underneath the ring and instead of thumbtacks, it is. Uh, razor blades that are covered in Dano's chipotle sauce or Dano's chipotle seasoning. Wait, this isn't Puerto Rico. We don't do that one. That's a little much. Yeah, that's a that's Dano's. a death match. That's a death match I've never fucking heard. Of Light before. tubes full of Dano's. Then how oh, about God. that? <laughs> never made me want to lick a light tube worse in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> bout number two, Dream that's Girl. A spicy Ellie. stipulation. <sighs> as long as it's not the everything seasoning Dano's, I'm all right. Um, I, I like the Danos. You can put on everything. You guys can use that one. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. You guys can use that one. Book them Danos. The only thing I don't Just like. Just send us some Danos. The only thing I don't like <laughs> is that. the everything Danos. I like the Danos. You can put on everything. Danos for everything. Use that shit, guys. And send us some money. $25 at least. I got to pay for dinner. Dream, Dream Girl Ellie and Freya the Slayer here in bout two. Uh, Mr. Hines. Uh yeah. Um number two is Dream Girl Ellie versus Freya the Slayer. Um the uh the bad girls fail to help Ellie because Haley comes to even the odds. And there is always outside interference when it comes to the bad girls always, club. Always. And there always has to be week some retribution from uh the non bad girls club. Well and like to to me I I really loved the ending of this uh Freya interfering. Or no, I'm sorry, Haley interfering for Freya and then also falling back into that special guest referee role. So really? like how do you see that? Because she's the one that raised the hands. Oh. So not only is she kind of interfered, and that's what she does. And like to be honest, there's not ever gonna be anything you're gonna do at this current point to stop the Haley train. OVW Woo-woo. is OVW uh, faithful are super into Haley as they should be. She's a great star. She's a great baby for what they do for her here in OVW. Um, but I'd kind of between the chair and kind of the assumed position of like the referee again with the hand raising. I think that uh, I think we're gonna get Haley versus Freya, and I think that for the first time, really since Netflix came out, wrestlers on Netflix came out, all these new fans came in. I think it's time to show, hey, Haley could be a bad guy too. And I think it's going to be against Freya. I think that's going to be great. Um, I just really wonder how OVW's going to, the Davis Arena faithful are going to accept that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like you said, uh, Haley is 
pretty beloved in the uh, OVW fan universe. So, well, and not only that, we went as to, she should be. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. That's not what I'm questioning. Um, we went to the Manchester Music Hall show over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, which we sure was did. a lot of fun. Great. I'd never been to one at Manchester Music. You guys had gone before. Uh, it was great, man. And like, I love those kind of when it's a venue that's not for wrestling that they show wrestling at. Like, I love, I love that stuff. My two of my biggest takeaways had a lot of them uh, throughout the night were on the women's side of division. Frey and Haley are the most loved amongst the casual fans because these aren't the same fans that go to Davis Arena every week. Right, right. So these are people that live in Lexington. These are people that live closer to Lexington than they do Louisville. Like these are new fans. A lot of them are. They knew to, they knew to boo the bad guys. They knew to cheer the good guys. So at this point, they're both cheering Haley. They're both cheering Freya. Those are two of the people that we love the most from the Netflix series. And then it kind of looks like to me that we're going to set them into a feud together. I just kind of wonder how some of these new people to OVW are going to react to Freya and Haley not liking each other. It'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, Who I do just, you think is going to be the heel in that situation? It has to be, has to be Haley. If I was booking it, it was, it's Haley. So you see a Haley heel turn in our future. Tell me you don't want to see Haley fucking flip-flop and fly across the ring seven times after she gets, like, chopped by Freya once. Like, cause, and that's, like, that's what would happen. She's been working on these, like, backward, like, rolls. All the way out. Like, Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan, SummerSlam 2005. <laughs> like, uh, that's, yes, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that is 110% what I would like to see. And that's just kind of also what I think would happen, which if you listen to this podcast, you know, aren't always the same things. What I like to see and what I think will happen or what I want to happen and what I like to see uh, oftentimes don't see eye to eye. (laughs) That's true. It's one of the hard parts about uh, hosting this thing in and out with you is you're pretty consistent and nobody knows what I'm going to say once we get on here. I sure don't. (laughs) No, me neither. Bout number three, uh, Dustin Jackson, Dalton McKenzie versus the Golden Lions. Dustin Jackson... If you rewind a few years ago, is one of my favorite guys on the OVW roster. Oh yeah, absolute favorite guys. Yeah, um, he was in a tag team. Believe they won the titles with Cal Hero. Oh okay. So it, you know when Dustin Jackson was, it couldn't OVW, be too long ago because Cal Hero is like what twelve, um, something like that. Thirteen, yeah. just turned thirteen. Happy okay. Bar Mitzvah. Yeah. Um, no, but there's something like there was something very special about the Dustin Jackson and Cal Hero tag team from back in the day, where they just were like just two people that it was really hard to hate, and like two super good looking, sure. you know, younger guys. Haven't seen Dustin Jackson at OVW in a while. Really, one of my favorite guys from back in the day, or at least a few years ago. Really glad to see him back. And then Dalton McKenzie, a guy that you've seen several, several, several times, a guy that you brought to this table to tell us about way back. With Dustin Jackson here tonight. Oh uh, yes, that's right. Uh, my my close personal friend Dalton McKenzie. I was glad to see him uh, get a tag team match against uh, Cash and Shira. I, I'm sure that was a big mm-hmm. opportunity for him, a big deal. I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it because we weren't at Davis Arena this week. But I will ask him about it the next time I see him, which could be at the Spot Monkey Show. And too, with a returning Dustin Jackson, where kind of the landscape of OVW has been completely reshaped since he left. Um, it's nice to see him back in there as a guy I remember from before, a guy I was really high on from before, be back in there with probably 
two of, if not the most two guys you want to be in the ring with, Mahabashir and Cashflow. Yeah. Anywhere they go, it's magic. Mm-hmm. There's no no doubt about that. Um, tell me a little bit about the end of this match, Brian. So, uh, Dustin Jackson and Dalton McKenzie were no match for the Golden Lions. Uh, Golden Lions came out with the win this week. I believe Cash was the one who got the pin. But at the end of the match... Uh, the celebration is cut short because the Overmen appear and offer the Golden Lions a chance at the tag titles at March Mayhem. But if the Lions lose, they won't be able to challenge the Overmen again as long as they're tag team champs. Very kind of like classic OVW sure. stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> well, or classic even wrestling. Going back to yeah. like, uh, you know, Loser Leaves Town match. Yep. yep. Uh, that kind of thing. I'm just glad to see that uh, whoever dressed Joe Mack did a, a better job than Good they job, did Mom. when uh, obviously he, was... he wasn't going to get his clothes ripped off this week. Yeah, so yeah, obviously not. Clothes. The uh, the shirt, the sleeveless uh, button down. Do you know what and... they called the the denim uh, pants with the denim jacket? Uh, that would be a Canadian tuxedo, and, of course. Well, so he's <laughs> he's really leaning he, into he it. He was <laughs> really really dressed to the nines on Thursday, eh? Yeah, he's going out. Oh, Joseph, Joseph Mack, evil Canadian. What a weird gimmick. <laughs> I didn't know that there was such a thing as an evil Canadian. I mean, I'm sure there probably are, but most of them seem like pretty cool folks. If they wrong you, they'll say sorry. Side hey. note, side note here. I think that this is like one of the biggest like modern acting propaganda campaigns in the United, uh, in the whole world, the United world. There's no way that every single one of this whole country is nice. There's just no way. <laughs> There's no way they they proved something to the rest of the world that is no is not quantifiably provable. If you come here, we're nicer than you, and if we meet you out in public, we're nicer than you. That's not quantifiable. Whoever, who, whatever, like Kim Trails, the Canadian government put out to convince us that they're all nice. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Hey, I believe it. Every time I see a Canadian, <laughs> exactly every time I see a Canadian car on the highway, I wave. To those folks, I get so I they get far, feel I get far away. Country. I get far away. I I actually in my previous uh, the early part of my adulthood, I did a lot of customer service, and I wound up doing some Canadian customer service. And I will tell you that they are not all nice, and uh, you probably should exactly what no. exactly what's that all about? There's a dude from Saskatoon who was not very nice to me at all. Exactly, and he didn't even say. And sorry. he was from Michigan originally. <laughs> Wait, no. No, wait. Saskatoon, Michigan. Ah, shoot. No, I meant uh, um, um, Sarsaparilla or, or, or Saratoga. I think or, you're just making shit up at this point. Yeah, me I too. I might be. Pinch it off. It's, okay. a, it's a conspiracy theory. Everything's made up. Um, <laughs> the Overman, who do you think is going to ch- uh, win between this proposed match between the Overman and the Golden Lions? Uh, gut take, Golden Lions. Mm, gut take, as you put it. Same here. Dig it bundles versus big beef. Jack for uh, about four from Jackman. Sorry, I'm reading the thing. Uh, sorry, that's how that's how clocked out I get whenever there's a dig it bundles match on. Uh, he sucks. Big beef wins. Brian Hines about five. Uh, Donovan Cecil and TW three. What's her name again? It's tusks oh, and shades. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, tusks yeah. and shades. I don't chains. want no tusks and chains, but you can wear me out. I may have wrote, if I put shades in the notes, I apologize. It is, in fact, tusks and chains. You, you did not Formerly known as lit at the lit. Wait, sorry. Uh, I still think mammoth that they should the go disco. with disco stampede, but that's just me. If, if, I have been a mammoth at the disco. It, it, it's kind of fun, actually. 
What was Studio 54 like back in the day? Oh, yeah. Did they when let I you was in? Six, yeah, I was six. They would just, me and... Uh, me and Drew Motley Barrymore, Crew, Drew Barrymore, <laughs> yeah, yeah, David Bowie, yeah, Mick Jagger, and you and like yeah. Andy Warhol and like uh, Gene Stapleton from All in the Family are all kind of hanging out in the corner party and <sighs> tiny, tiny. I get it. This is Andy Warhol. I get it. You're so big. You're not tiny, but that is your identity. Yes, that's what Andy <laughs> said to me. <laughs> Let's get rid of. Let's get off this LSD trip and get back. Yeah, oh. sorry, sorry. This isn't actually the right podcast for me to be doing Andy Warhol impressions no. on. I don't think. No, let, let's keep it on track. Pinch it off. Don with Cecil <laughs> TW3 versus Beaches of Cream. Uh, yes, that was uh, Mammoth at the Disco. A, another installment of uh, of those two teams, uh, TW3 and. Uh, um, Donovan Cecil trying to get retribution for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the injury to TW3's leg at uh, Tough Love. Um, so there is a lot of bad blood between them, a lot of heat. Yeah, a lot of heat. No, very, for sure. Very easy to get. Very easy to get between these two teams. They seem like as if they could not be um, more different than each other, more moralistically or the way that they speak on microphone different than each other. Um I'm very much looking forward to this, though, this whole thing. I really want TW3 to get back into fighting shape, even though, to be honest, he's hobbling around. Does he not look like he's not in fighting shape? He's better on one leg than most people are on two. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, the two of them just work so well together. I mean, there were times when Donovan Cecil acted as a vehicle. <laughs> And mm-hmm. uh, Tito kind of mount. like, yeah, kind of like rode him into battle so they could go and, and kick some ass. He TW3 was also a weapon, having been thrown by his partner onto the opposing team of Beaches and Cream. I mean, which is pretty impressive when you go back and look at it. Well, and these two teams, they have very different, different chemistry um, from one, one another, not only in ring, but also on microphone whenever they're introduced into a microphone with each other. They're just two very different teams. It's a team versus two really wholesome guys who are willing to do the right thing no matter what versus a team of guys who um, un- it, at the beginning did not seem like they were going to ever devolve into being this bad, but have become this bad. And that's bad with two Ds. <laughs> okay. The OVW Country Boy Media Championship match. We do want to clarify. We've talked about this back and forth, but I do want to clarify it. This, it's called the Country Boy Kentucky Media Heavyweight Championship. Right? It is I, and it's a, I assume it's a it's delineation th- from the old... Blue, big blue belt that they had. Yes, the big blue belt, the 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 OVW Country Boy Kentucky Heavyweight Championship is gone. This is the OVW Country Boy Media Championship. And me and media you, Heavyweight Championship. Me and you, Tiny Brian, um, this past week, and I mean, it was what a hell of a day of recording that was. Uh, seriously, I know we'd mentioned it before, but um, you were giving me a ride home, and we were talking about what that means for the evolution of this belt. Right. And I think we both kind of decided from two different directions. And Brian uh, Hines, I'd like to get your viewpoint on this. Do you think that? Do you think that that is just a way to expand that belt past the state of Kentucky? Now that they have, they're going out of state at live shows. They're on Netflix. They're one of the 
largest. Believe it or not, and this is serious, they are seen in more homes than a lot of other international wrestling is seen in, in uh, internationally. Um, do you think that this was just a smart strategic choice to kind of move it over from being Kentucky centric, move it over from that big iconic Kentucky blue or what do you think? What's your opinion on this? Well, um, I, I kind of feel like by doing that, they've got the best of both worlds mm-hmm. because country boy brewing, uh, makes a, variety of fine products but they are based in kentucky kentucky Kentucky, that's right so in that sense it will always be a kentucky based title being that it is tied directly to country boy brewing delicious country boy brewing Uh, but at the same time uh, they smartly made the decision to make it a uh I mean, what we would have called it back in my day, back in the mid-80s, you know, when I was a kid, um, a TV title. Back when no one went on your mail, on your lawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but times have changed, and this is the 21st century, and it's not just about TV anymore. It is mm-hmm. about social media in general. So this is the Kentucky media title. So I kind of feel like it is. it represents the best of both worlds. It also, it solidly represents Kentucky while including the rest of the world in Kentucky-related things. In sure. this case, um, Country Boy Beer, which is delicious, and Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is also in Kentucky. So for me, I think that, and I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I haven't really delved very deeply into it. I agree with everything you just said, because I think keeping Kentucky, Kentucky Country Boy or Country Boy by itself in the delineation of it is important. But for me, this is this is another, and this isn't a bad place to be by a stretch of the imagination. Okay. This is another dip into the impact well. This is like so, so impact wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> to just like have a media championship or an internet championship or like something like that. And like, as long as the writing's good and as long as people care, I don't fucking care if how many championships there are. There's a lot of people that say, Oh, the more championships there are on television, the more it, it, uh, you know, it, it takes away from what each individual championship is about. I don't know if I necessarily believe that unless you can find me saying that on this feed and good luck. Um, and please send you say it. a lot of things and, on this feed, and please Jack, and please yes, send it, and please send it to us so I can address it and tell you that you're stupid and how smart I am. But uh, this this kind of just this kind of just uh, this reminds me so much of like Impact. Like, and I don't have I love Impact um, as long as the stories being written around the belt are compelling and the characters being written about the belt are compelling. Then have as many belts as you fucking want. I don't care. I don't care. I feel like they kind of have the uh, the Goldilocks level of belts right now. Mm-hmm. Not too many, not too few, just right. And Except you, for maybe women's tag. That's if, a whole other story. That is a whole other story. That is actually a completely other story, a completely other scenario than what I'm describing now. But if you would like to find someone's thoughts on this newly debuted belt, you can find it Thursday in the feed, right, when we sat down with Superior Tony Evans. Hush. We were so busy on Thursday, I don't even remember most of those interviews. So you guys probably know I, the according, content According to the according to the notes, we t- we're seeing Tony Evans on Thursday. Right? We are in fact. Okay, yes. so yes, if yes. you want to hear Does Tony he Evans, talk about the t- but he talks about the media championship. He talks about the media championship. He talks about Cal Hero. He talks about all kinds of different things going on in, in a OVW. If you want to hear any of his viewpoints here, there, or above. Um. 
let's uh, let's talk about the ending of this match a little bit, Brian. So at the end of this match, uh, as you might suspect, uh, there is a a visitor who makes his presence known, and that is the superior one, Tony Evans himself, mm-hmm. uh, accompanied to the ring by Jay De Niro. Who uh, also stopped by on on Friday? Yeah, and if that's you want already on our feed, by the way. Oh, if you want to know what De Niro's like? Yeah, if you want to know yeah, what I, De Niro is all about? That that is uh, an OVW podcast exclusive. That is an unofficial exclusive because uh, when he stopped by on Friday, he uh, said that if we wanted to, we could we could talk about uh, who Jay De Niro is, and uh, we we. Uh, well, I, I got a chance to talk to him, and he kind of broke it down for me. So if you're curious about that. If I could put it anyway. Okay. You talked to De Niro. You talked to Jay De Niro. Uh, I me, You and I talked to a different guy. But if people want to hear what Jay De Niro is and who Jay De Niro is, you can find it with just this guy right here. You, You're the you one were, that broke the exclusive. You, you were you busy doing other things. You broke the exclusive. That, that no, was no. You know what of... I was doing? Eating taco salad. You broke... <laughs> You broke the exclusive. No, you, you were here. You were here in the. Let studio. me give you a fucking compliment, okay. David. Right, Easy. Let's not blow out the mics now. Yeah, we can't afford it anymore. No, we all, we're calm already working down, here. Deep breaths. No, Try seriously, to move right. listen. The rest I, I know you're program. excited. I'm excited too. It was a fun day. It was a a very exciting day in mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. history of our our podcast. We we had a lot of people come by. Yes. Uh, we had some interviews scheduled because it was right before the Manchester show, and we are located, the, the Nuthouse Studios are uh, squirreled away, as it were, in the uh, uh, center of the distillery district in Lexington, mm-hmm. Kentucky, which made uh, the the venue later on the evening uh, very accessible. So we had some people stop by, and we uh, had some interviews scheduled, and then we had some people who... Uh, we, we didn't expect to stop by, and we, we got a chance to talk with them, too, and we did some uh, things, and, and they were fun, and we all ate tacos and played video games and watched yep. wrestling, and it was like the best mid-afternoon, three- to four-hour sleepover I think I've ever had. Of all of the things that we've had around here that we shouldn't have had, of wh- whether it be here in this space or as an experience with this podcast... Getting to sit down and watch this very TV show that we're covering right now with all the wrestlers, all of them giving each other advice. That was surreal. It that was, was completely insane. surreal. It was insane. It felt like I was watching a documentary. It felt like I was watching a documentary. It, it was, felt like we were living wrestlers season two because uh, we were hanging yeah, out with the wrestlers <laughs> yeah, to while they were extent, watching yeah. their show. Um, it was it was just a really really cool day. I don't I don't know how to even begin to talk about that and, and not spend hours upon hours. So we'll save that for another time. Catch me out on the street and we'll we'll tell those stories. But for now, at the end of this match, this um, is Cal Hero and Star Rider. This is this is yes. still Cal Hero and Star Rider. <laughs> uh, Jay De Niro uh, sneaks the loaded baked potato glove into the fanny pack of Cal Hero as he's going as he's pinning Star Rider, and uh, the ref sees it. Uh, that would be uh, the official Jake Cloyd in this case, and uh, disqualifies Cal Hero. Uh, two things: Jake Cloyd um, looks a really like a really 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 concerned version of a friend that I have. Like it just like he just looks like he's so concerned all the time, but he looks like a twin of my other friend Derek. Wow, um, that's first things first. This, Maybe they should try twenty three and me. 
we've been hearing this this thing from some of the guys on the roster. Been hearing this thing from some of the guys on the roster. We have. It's one one sentence. Okay. Few words, handful of words. Cal Hero is not a babyface. I'm not saying that this was not Cal Hero being a babyface, but I am saying that something like this, when he starts to get comfortable with the idea of a glove, when he starts to get comfortable with the idea of cheating, when he starts to get comfortable with the how quickly guys like Jay De Niro and Tony Evans have success, not only that, coupled that with some of these things that uh, accusations that other people have been th- lobbing around him. We uh, did hear that a few times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So do you, with that being said, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you believe no, that seriously. this is the beginning of the heel turn for Hero? I will say this from week in and week out from now on, and it's only because I've been shown it by a couple of people that I now respect and now understand because they were happy enough to sit down and, and glad enough and, 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 and welcome enough to sit down with us here. I will say this week in and week out from now on. Thank you, Luke Curtis. Thank you, Superior Tony Evans. Cal Hero is not a babyface. I'm willing to roll with that from now on. I was shown it. I was so stupid. I was so blind to not believe it before. But you sit down with some of these guys, and they make a really, really compelling argument. And he, what they were, those, those guys weren't the only two. Those guys weren't the only two. But they make a really compelling argument. And now I'm starting to understand. It hurts me to say, maybe... Cal Hero isn't a baby face. Well, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. Uh, uh, okay. Well, that's the real expression. Everybody says the proof is in the pudding, but the real expression is the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Hey, I love pudding as much as the next guy. Maybe well, you even like more. it if it's good. If it's well, bad, then sure. if, if that it's, is unproven if, if pudding. If it's poop pudding, then nobody wants that. Yeah, and it's hard to know. Yeah. So we'll see. So, all right. So... Here comes my, uh, yep. this is, mm-hmm. this is a thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tiny Rod Brian. just discovered the nose. Yep. Tiny uh-huh. Brian, Tiny Brian, since this is, this is the <laughs> thing for you, why don't you walk us through this? Because we're going to tread this lightly feels, here. This feels weird. We're uh, going to tread I, real. I shouldn't have a segment I lead. You know it's real bad when Jackman is the one that says we're going to tread lightly here. So... This is the segment. Where Actually, no, fuck it. It fucking sucked. This thing was this thing was fucking awful. This okay, Carson, let's, let's try to stay PG thirteen. Th- this Carson Drake segment. I mean, I got nothing against Carson Drake. Oh, by the way, happy belated birthday to the most punchable face in OVW. Uh, Orion. Drake. No. Oh uh, no. Second, he was the second most. Remember, we, we I talked don't know. About I think we might day. disagree on that. Uh, I'm back after seeing him in public. And seeing how good looking he is compared to me. Okay, right he, here. he yeah, is a very he's, handsome he's, yeah, young man. I'll give you that. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like how good does, looking does he is. Does he have the most punchable face in OVW? I, you mentioned Carson Drake, and now I'm kind of leaning towards that. But either way, I happy take, late I birthday take Carson before I to take It's Me, Carson Drake. Oh, wait, no, but uh, this Carson Drake segment, I mean, if this were an episode man, of Sesame Street, this man. segment would be brought to you by the letter T for turd in a punch bowl. Okay, so I, I, I actually was thinking about this a lot. and um, I'm sorry, dude. This went on like way too long. <laughs> it did. No, it absolutely did. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it, uh, that it didn't because well, I know did. and you know and Tony Bryan knows and Malachi P.S. Warner knows know. and a bunch of other people know All that this thing went on for way too long. This is what I would describe this as is like one of my favorite movies of all time is called The Room, right? And it's, it's like this oh, no. it's like this idiot savant movie 
um, like outsider cinema and like I will go there's a lot of people who think that this movie is like so good because it's bad I actually am the opposite I'm like no this is like a great movie that you guys don't understand the director and writer of that star of that uh, started a movie called uh, or he, he wrote a television series 32 episodes of a television series called The Neighbors within seven minutes of <laughs> within seven minutes of The Neighbors Everything that I thought I liked about Tommy Wiseau and the room had been completely extinguished, even though it was just exactly the same things I liked about the movie. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I like Carson Drake. I like Ryan Von Rocket. But when I'm shown it in long form, I cease to like it anymore. Well, I mean, and, and incidentally, folks, okay. for those of you on audio, Brian did just hold up a sign that said, help me in the middle of that uh, room discussion. Well, and here's the thing, Brian. You haven't watched the room, and when you do, you'll I, understand I how beautiful it is. But when you get off on a tangent, I'm like, mm, where are we going with this, fam? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I got something for you, uh, fam. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a structured settlement and you need cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. So every time, if I need to go off on a tangent, just roll with me some, uh, every once in a while. Roll with <laughs> okay, me. Come on. All right. All right. Roll with That's me. a joke that will make sense y in a few weeks. Yeah. That, that is uh, uh, us telling the punchline before you hear the joke. So No, that's called a radio tease. That's what they call that. Uh, I don't know what you just said, little kid, but I believe you. Anyway, let's. We've we've almost gone on and long about this thing. How Thank much you we very don't much. Like Thank you very much to Ryan Von Rocket to putting an end to this, even if it was taking yep. a uh, baby powder guitar to the head. Two things on the way out. This thing went well. A few things. This thing went way too long. Didn't serve anybody. Didn't serve anybody. I love our Alexander. You asked me last week on this why I thought this was a bad thing. This is why. Uh, because I, see. I knew that she was going to be taking moves that looked like shit from Crystal and Katie when she's really, really good. And the last time I saw her on TV for any uh, length of time was when she was a valet against the other guy in the feud. So for me, it just doesn't like, yeah, I like seeing her on TV more. I want her to get every opportunity she possibly can. For me, as a fan of hers, this doesn't serve her either. Uh, to be fair, I don't think this bit served anybody really. I, no, um, I think it. It served Carson Drake. Yeah, I well, was gonna yeah. say. Right. And you know what it's but called? Did it, you though? know what it's called when you serve yourself? Um, uh, Masturbation. <sighs> About wow. seven, Brian Hines. I'm gonna get, grab a Kleenex. Uh, this was Hollywood Haley J versus Hema. Yeah, and uh, my new my one of my favorite wrestlers, new favorite wrestlers on the entire roster. Uh, let me scroll past the uh, the Carson Drake debacle. Yeah. Still, oh, it's still going on. We still. have this on two and a half time, and it's still going on. Yes, this oh is on gosh. one and a half speed, and it is still going on. It, it is like uh, War and Peace of uh, wrestling. No, skits. I actually like Dostoevsky. Well. I didn't like anything that was going on in that fucking Yeah, thing. this was a, a whole separate gig altogether. Yeah. Oh, um, oh welcome to the only wrestling podcast that uh, references Russian literature. Yeah. You guys, I'll welcome. The rest of them, not. The well. rest of them, don't Stoyevsky. Oh, yeah. Boom. Oh. <laughs> God, I wish I'd have written go that on, joke. Go, go, with the thing. Go. I, I'm just going to sit here and, and bask in the glory. Oh, you you pick it up so whenever good. you want. But that was so good. Yeah. There you so go. Good. Not bad for off the cuff, eh, so, kids? So, so Hollywood, Haley J, and Hema. <laughs> Jesus. So, I've you know, my host. Please, please. Uh, we'll go ahead and get through bout seven, and we'll uh, check off that off the list. I just can't help but feel that here, um, that Hema was the idiot compared to Hollywood, Haley J. 
Oh, oh, you were, yeah, you went, no, well, oh, you didn't think we could do more than one Russian Dostoevsky book. See, I did another one. I did. Oh, okay. I see <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Uh, I know. I'm that not was another Russian one. literature yep, reference. Yep. Oh, I, no, no, I can no. feel yeah. us losing listeners. So now we are the only wrestling podcast that can do two Russian literature uh, uh, references. We'll see if we'll be the only one that keeps their listeners after doing it. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Listen. Wait. Keep on. I got to think of another Russian literature book. Uh, I ran. I ran out of the two I knew. This will be the second time we see Hollywood Haley J this evening. Uh, this will be the first time we saw Hema tonight, correct? Yeah, yeah. she wasn't out there with the Bad Girls Club. Mm-mm. Okay. Was she behind the scenes when they were talking to her? Uh, early on, I think she was with. The I, I think she might have been, but this would be the first time she actually Came made out. a physical appearance mm-hmm. during the show and not just a uh, video clip. These do seem like two halves of the sa- of, of of a whole here. The the earlier match. The earlier women's match in this one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yes, that reminds me of one of my favorite Russian literature books. Malachi, edit this in when we figure one out that matches that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Malachi. Okay. <laughs> EC3 and uh, Shannon the Dude come to the ring to brag about EC3 beating Luke Curtis here. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold on. We, you you want to go back? You wanna re- Let's uh, go back I and promise. finish this I'm last. Out, I'm out of Dostoevsky references. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll go back and we'll do this match and we'll check, off, have to. check off the list, as it were. <laughs> he tried that earlier and it went past me, too. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll circle back around. You know, sometimes you got to drive around the block until you find a parking space, kids. That, that's how that works. Uh, Bad Girls and Freya fight outside the ring, and Hema has a chair, and she tries to use it on Haley, but Haley turned it against her. So that's where we are, the ongoing uh, battle between the Bad Girls Club and the uh, uh, Hollywood Haley J and Freya. So there, you tell us about uh, the EC3 and Skechers and all that. So one of them is really, really, really poor. And the other one's really, really, really rich. Are there potatoes involved? There's a lot of class struggle okay, going on. I thought so. Okay, we are and not a Russian literature podcast. <laughs> that's what this is wrestling this time. Yeah. This is wrestling yeah. this time. Uh, hey, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, get it yeah. right. Yeah. No, this is wrestling this time. I mean it. Okay. I'm sorry. EC three EC three and Shannon the dude come to the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to keep a straight face. <sighs> Malachi, cut this. Malachi, cut this. I know I say it all the time as a joke. Mark it down. Malachi. There you go. Cut it. <laughs> EC3 and Shannon the Dude come to the ring to brag about how he beat Luke Curtis. Yeah. The the struggle of EC3 and Shannon the Dude, the, EC, the struggle of EC3 with Shannon the Dude versus Luke Curtis really is a struggle about class, warfare, Becoming a good person after you feel like you've been such a bad person for a long time. Can you please tell us a little bit about this Russian literature piece that's going down in OVW? See, I thought the uh, underlying theme here was about uh, being able to use a microphone to successfully cut a promo that everybody will be able to hear because you're speaking loud enough and you're not mumbling in your bedroom into a hairbrush. I like where your head's at because not only is this about not mumbling while you're doing a pre-recorded speech thing, this is about how you do a pre-recorded video segment in OVW. (laughs) The um, Luke Curtis, his video segment here, it looked perfect. Yes, that was a stark contrast to the 
uh, EC3 promos. Oh my gosh! I oh mean, my gosh! Luke looks like a million bucks. He's you know out enjoying nice weather, uh, enunciating clearly. Very well lit. Very well lit. Horizontal orientation. Horizontal orientation. Using the whole screen. Yeah. If this was an iPhone, it was definitely one of the new ones. I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah. Like this was like to be to be honest, this was something we come in and complain about week in and week out. How bad some of these backstage video segments, these like remote shot video segments look. Everybody in wrestling take note at how you do this. It's the way Luke Curtis did this this past week. Yeah. Seriously, like uh from from all the way down to all the way up and all the way back in between. If you want to shoot a fucking backstage segment or uh, like uh, interview segment, whatever. Luke Curtis this week. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. So that um, video package was very uh, certified. Absolutely. Ten yeah. out of ten. Cert- eleven out of ten certified. Actually. Yeah. yeah. This video and, goes to eleven. And twenty out of ten baddie as well. I'm, I'm being willing to say that as well. Yeah. Um, and also shout out to my friends who only referred to Luke Curtis as daddy. Um. Main event of Rise here. The main event uh, was Human Thumb, Adam mm-hmm. Revolver. That guy. Versus Shotgun, Tony Gunn. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. That's right. Tony Gunn never appears. Adam calls him out, but the Golden Liars appear and attack him at the end of the show. Kind of. It was kind of an odd segment. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't the best there is. No. No. It wasn't the best there is. No. And the best there is was nowhere to be found, unfortunately. That, that's true. And, like, to be honest, man, you're running a dangerous game when you're promising Tony Gunn in a main event and you're not having Tony Gunn in the main event, Davis Arena. Man, like, you need that's, – that's the kind of guy people talk about, like, blood, sweat, and tears, heart and soul, or being a, being a warm, fuzzy center, or, like, whatever. That's Tony Gunn. Like, that's Tony Gunn at OVW. I, th- I, think, that it is, I think that it is a mistake to say Tony Gunn's going to come out and then you never see Tony Gunn. Well, I mean, who knows? He he's a lot. He might have a lot going on these days. He's a soon to be dad. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, maybe there was a, a last minute thing, and uh, you know, some people break wind. Sometimes people break water. Maybe it was one of those situations. <laughs> God, don't ever say that to me again. I won't. I thought I was the dirty one. Um, no, but seriously, and like, I'm not. I'm not going to be the wrestling fan that comes on here or or whatever we are, halfway journalists, pseudo-journalists, whatever the fuck we are. I'm not going to be the guy that comes on here every week and say, I need to see my guy every single week because that's my guy and I want to see him. But I am going to say, don't tell me something that isn't going to happen. And that is that that is like a Venn diagram kind of. Don't of, pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining. Don't pee on my shoe. Don't spit in my face. I usually say don't spit in my face and tell me it's raining because pee on the shoe, you have to pay for it. But I'm, I'm going with my uh, Judge Judy references. I guess I just, I really do kind of like... We can, if Tony Gunn's going to show up or he's not, just let us know. But if you're going to book Tony Gunn at this point, you got to make sure he's there. Uh, I think I figured out what, you know what uh, I think I figured out what happened. There, what happened? There was a seven day waiting period <laughs> and they just couldn't get him yet. It's as simple as that. Well, they didn't, we, OVW didn't pass the background check for no, Tony Gunn that no, week. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> well, even if he had shown, there was none, it was it literally, the, the, his, his music hits at like 8.58. Yeah. Are we going to have a 90 second match? Well, you know, this was never going to be a match. To be no, honest. It was just a, a, a 
a, a literary foil to advance the uh, story between the Golden Lions and the uh, Human Thumb and the Canadian Giant. Do you want me to be and, honest, though, as a separate question? I don't yeah. seem to be able to stop you. OVW, so. OVW needs <laughs> way more 90-second matches, to be honest with you. Yeah, no. Like, was it? should we have one as the main event? No, to answer your question. But if you were asking me from a wrestling fan, uh, we probably almost every week, week in and week out, after covering the show for a long time, probably could use a 90-second match If we had there. seven 90-second matches. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Every every week, we could see every single person in the locker room. Uh, no, for just ninety seconds a day, you could sponsor. I'll go. I'll go back to just a cup of coffee. I'll go back to Freya versus Angelica Risk. That that's the type of thing I'm talking about. That should have been a ninety second match. I'm saying uh, once a week, maybe once every three weeks. There should just be a typical old school squash. That doesn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but like you're asking about a 90-second match. That's my opinion on a 90-second match. It's like they need more of them. They need a lot more of them if I was booking the show. But I don't. I just come in here and complain. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, oh, wait, don't. Uh, let's, uh, Tony Gunn never appears, of course, like we said. And it's just a big snozz. Big, just, big just, old. All the snozzberries. I do like, like that word. And I'm let's, glad to have a profession now where I get to use it regularly. Let's go uh, match by match here because we were lucky enough to go to we're the Manchester. We're now moving on to the Manchester. Yes, we'll, We've we'll move on it. to We've the, the Manchester show. Well, let's just go. Let's run through this ma- like quick match by match. Maybe a couple little notes here and there. Okay. Uh, match number one was a rush championship match. It was a six-man scramble, which we had heard about uh, mm-hmm. previously in the afternoon. Uh, it came up with our talk with uh, Sultan of Air, Orion. Of Mr. Orion. Sultan of the Sky. I'm going by the uh, the Japanese translation. I bought this at Tough Love, and I used Google Translate to see what the Japanese text meant, and I believe it says the Sultan of Air. So uh, in Japanese, that's what it is. So konnichiwa. Uh, six-man scramble. Will Austin, Orion, M- Maximum Our own Suave. personal friend, yes. Maximus Suave, Star Rider, ZDP, ZDP, my favorite demon, and Hoda Pesos. The Rush Champion. The Rush Champion. This was um, Will Austin Troll. Yeah. I got I, the, the chance to talk to Will after this, and like, um, I don't want to bring back too much of the, the curtain or show too, too much of the sausage, but talking to Will that night, it was very clear to Will that he knew he killed it. It was very clear to Will that he knew he killed it. Well, as, as he should, because he yeah. did. Everybody in that in that match put on a a, a great match. I mean, for well, me, it, obviously, it was it was ZDP. I yeah. mean, he yep. like just holding before the match even started, holding the no, the match had started. Well, I mean, nothing really nothing happened. Nothing had happened. The bell had rung. The bell had rung, but in earnest, it had not started. Both hands grasping the top rope, just hitting. His head into the turnbuckle. Oh, I, I think we lost counted. count in forties. I was going to say they counted way past ten. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, like, they made it to forty, 10. and then they just kind of stopped counting because they were in awe. And quite frankly, I was too. Well, and also shout out to all the other guys in that match um, who just stood there who and uh, realized something good was happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like seriously, like shout out to those guys for all being really well seasoned professionals and realizing like hey let's let let's yeah. let this let's play let's think he, cook a he, little he bit. had yeah. the he had the spotlight on full blast and he did not disappoint uh, i think one of the 
I mean, as always, one of my favorite parts of a ZDP match is uh, going after Eric Cornish, who, if yep. you didn't know already, is a good guy. Um, and just had a birthday. And, and just birthday. had a birthday. If you're just tuning um, in with us on this podcast, Eric Cornish is a good guy and just had a birthday. What was I going to say about that? That they chased it. In oh, the- and... In case you're wondering, in my head, every time I see ZDP chase Eric Cornish around the ring, uh, I hear uh, Boots Randolph yakety sacks in my head from the old Benny Hill days. We can't afford it, so go look it up. No, we can't afford it. Uh, but, that's, uh, not, look it up. that's not public domain yet. It might be, but I, I'm not going to risk it. It's at it. least so close that it is. Um, <laughs> this is like the type of match, too, man. Like, these guys, this is... At a show like the Manchester, you're going to have a lot of people who are new to the product, new to the wrestlers, have never been to a wrestling show before, period. And that's like the that's the truth of the matter of those kind of shows. That's a fine thing. Like, that's a yeah, good... because that's, that's just a, a fun good, thing to do on a Friday night. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Is to get more people in, get spend the money, let's get a paycheck, da 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 If you are a kind of casual viewer of OVW or casual viewer of wrestling, you start off with this match, period. That's smart. Smart. Hoda yep. Pesos manages to retain. Congratulations, champ. Uh, Six-woman tag. Bad girls, Tiffany and Hima versus Freya and... The newly uh, coined team of America's Sweethearts, and that was Sophia Rose and Lady Bird. Lady Bird, yeah. Who really are starting to gel as a team. Yeah. They're really... Um, yeah. I mean, they give Coming me into hope. their own. They give me hope that we're on the way to a women's tag belt. I yes. S- dude, I said it on I, here. I second that. When they first started coming out, and they just they were the only two, the only newly minted team who was not playing catch-up, basically. They, they were, I think, from the fans' viewer point, clearly given the, the direction, you guys are a tag team. You guys aren't singles people who are coming together to tag. You guys are a tag team. And those are two different things. And, like, I'm really glad to see this team uh, sprout out. Really glad to see them on uh, TV, although it be in the pre-show every week. And then getting an opportunity like this with Freya, who everyone in the crowd was wild about. Everyone in the crowd knew and was wild about. And then they get given this platform to say, oh, we're here too. And they did it, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great match. Um, OVW Media Championship match. Makes a lot of sense here. Tony Evans with Jay De Niro versus Cal Hero. Mm-hmm. Cal Hero retains. Not a not a surprise. This would no. have been what his only his second opportunity to even contest the belt. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's only been like what ten days <clears throat> since the the belt was unveiled. But uh, Evans had a ton of heat on him that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody in the crowd was chanting "Tony sucks." The crowd. E- I just said. I just said. Maybe a lot of them aren't the most OVW faithful. They knew to boo Tony Evans. <laughs> yeah, they sure did, <laughs> which was awesome. But he's um, so good at working a crowd into a frenzy like that. Like I yeah. said uh, before, and I think I even said during our our talk with him, he's got to be the, the best on mic in OVW. If there's somebody better than that, who? Maybe Carson Drake. Maybe mm, not. Well, here's it's, the thing. For me, it's Superior Tony Evans. There's these. There's this idea. Oh. It's called it's heat, right? It's an umbrella idea. There's two sections under heat. One of them's called heat still. And the other one's called fuck you heat. Tony Evans has heat. Carson Drake, I don't know. I'll leave that up for you to decide. <laughs> okay. 
Tuss and Chains were about for. Um, they're in this ongoing program with Beaches and Cream. Really liked this match here because it, of all of the matches, it, it made the most sense, I guess, out of who was paired together. Yes. In, in terms of ongoing OVW storyline. Uh, yeah, this has been going on since uh, Tough Love. So, well, I guess uh, the week, uh, the Thursday before Tough Love, which would be uh, February 8th, if I remember right. So... This has been going on for like three weeks, but the back and forth between these two teams uh, is is pretty intense. And uh, they, it was, wow. Okay, Jess. Okay. Um, yeah, so tag, you Beach, talk about it. <laughs> Peaches and Cream took home the win over Tuss, over I don't want no Tuss and Chains. Um, this is also like kind of one of those things like I haven't, it's been a long time since I've seen an OVW house show. I don't think we've been to one since we've been together as a podcast group, have we? Not that you didn't make it to the Manchester. I did not make it to the Manchester. This is my first Manchester out of two. Yeah, so I'm 50-50 at this point, um, batting 500. But the the great thing about wrestling shows like this, especially OVW, where these guys, or at least the way you're used to seeing them inside of OVW, is television formatted. This was a non-television formatted show. It's just yes. a wrestling show. And these, to me, whether it be the big guys or the small guys or anyone in between, these are my favorite things to go to where it's just wrestling. And um, you also, with that, you get a lot of bullshit that can happen. I, I use bullshit as like a nice way, which is how you end up with Donovan Cecil and TW3 dancing. Yeah, they had a, uh, a, a dance lesson. And Donovan Cecil doing the worm. Mm-hmm. He which, sure did, which and was, it was fantastic. It was awesome. And More of that, please. Dude, yes. and, like, listen, I this is my job to com- come on here and complain about OVW every week. Um, at a show, at a Davis Arena Thursday night show, that's the type of thing I would have complained about. But at a big show like this where it's, like, casual fans and we're not worried about TV time and da 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 that's what I like. It and was it Yeah, was it, was just, it was just fun. It was just um, gooey and heartwarming and fuzzy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking of like kind of like matches, you know, we said, oh, Tuss and Chains and Beaches and Cream makes so much sense as opposed to like for what we see, not as opposed to, but for what we see week to week in uh, OVW, this was something that kind of came out of left field, Ryan Von Rocket versus Jack Vaughn. Yeah, given uh, the angle between uh, uh, Ryan Von Rocket and Carson Drake, I fully expected to see something like that, but I'm sure that... Uh, Carson Drake had other commitments at uh, perhaps a, a house show somewhere within two hours or so, but uh, it was it was good to see uh, Jack Vaughn and Ryan Von Rocket. It was a, a good match, but ultimately the title did not change hands, and uh, Jack Vaughn uh, was the winner. Well, and just no question there, man. Jack Vaughn is so clearly the dude. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and especially with like that belt, uh, some of these other belts can kind of get like lost in Gaga and that's fine. Cause that's what, like what they're supposed to do But that belt, having a guy with Jack Vaughn on it, just wrestling a good match week in and week out is like, that's what you do. That's why you have a Jack Vaughn there. And that's why you have that kind of belt. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and we got extra guitar playing from Ryan Von Rocket, which I appreciated. Yeah. I got to talk to him for a minute after after the show, and I'm hoping that uh, he'll come and, and talk with us at some point. Me too, me too. He's kind of an elusive guy. Like we get the chance, like a bit. Luck, luckily, to like talk to these people week in and week out. Ryan Von Rocket is always um, moving. 
Like, well, I mean, he, he is a yeah, rock star, yeah, he's, and he's, he's, he's exactly. got an entourage, uh, so I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't have time for a middle-aged white dude such as myself. That's not me complaining, but it is just, like, kind of, that's me speaking to him and as a person. Is like he, It seems like he always has something to do. It's it, If it's not wrestling, it's band music stuff. If it's not band music stuff, it's work. It just, like... Well, I mean, you can't stop the rock. Well, exactly. And you never will. I, I, I just like. He has to do a lot to earn the money for that glitter. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of glitter, man. And yeah. Claire's are, uh, they don't, they don't cut discounts like that. No. They just don't. They Not just on don't. the levels of the glitter. He needs it. Uh, about six from that Manchester Music Hall show, the women's championship, Layla Gray, the current holder, mm-hmm. versus Hollywood, Haley J. Fan favorite. Um, so at the, when you guys went, it was Cal Hero who won off of Adam Revolver, right? Rush Division Championship. Yes. Uh, at yes. the first yes. Manchester Music Hall That's show. right. If I had circled any of these matches for a title change. This uh, would have been it? That would have been it. Um, but having said that, I don't think they made the wrong decision. I think Haley is a lot better when she's chasing. Um, not that she's ever bad, but I think that it serves her and the way they write her character a lot better when she has someone to win something from as opposed to defend. Okay. Um, That's fair. So we're getting we're getting to the end of the night. A couple things too. I was really, really, really happy that they didn't put the only women singles here in what is traditionally called the death spot, which would have been about seven. Uh with Mahabali Shear, Luke Curtis, and EC three. Uh it, that's just like that is one of the oldest things that people complain about in wrestling is putting women in the penultimate spot. They didn't do it here. Um and I thought that was really good, but like it also if we're looking from a booking perspective, it speaks a lot to how much people like these guys or are willing to watch these guys that what is the death spot Mahabashir, Luke Curtis, and EC3 got. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that, that, that's a, that means that you have a wealth of talent on the roster. A plethora of talented yeah. individuals. Yeah. I and think it defies the idea of the death spot. I think really. it does. Actually, that would be... I would have never put it that way, but that would be a sentiment I agree with is like, man, when you have stars, there's not a death spot anymore. Because that means you've built everybody to be the biggest that they possibly can be. And Yeah, that's although, a valid point. Although I complain about OVW and don't understand it all the time, like the one thing I could never say is that everyone that's built isn't kind of where they should be. I might build them different, but everyone that's built is where they should be. Hmm. That's just me. And that was a great triple threat match, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um I loved it. Loved it. That was probably uh, one, one, probably the best moment of the whole entire night for me happened right before that match, and that was when Certified Luke Curtis came out because I was right along the barricade, right at the entrance, and we had talked a little bit in the uh, chat on YouTube the night before. And uh, he's, you know, a friend of the show. He's been here a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, sat at in this and point, did... I'm willing to call him a correspondent. Okay, yeah. Yeah, give that man a title. Certified correspondent. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I don't hate it. My, my, the, the moment of the night for me was when he comes out and he looks like a million bucks. Always. Uh, with the robe and the, the sequins and all that. And he, he does his pose. And then he just kind of like turns his head ever so slightly and looks at me out of the corner of his eye and just gets this grin on his face like, you're about to see some 
something stuff. Yeah, and sure enough, we did. So I thoroughly enjoyed that and appreciate that one little moment because uh, just getting a look like that before they go and have a match like that was just something really, really special for me. So I, I would like to say that I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I also like to talk about, like, I have these new friends that they go to wrestling all the time, and it's, like, fun to see it through their eyes. And, like, I've, I like to touch in with them uh, every once in a while. Um, the sure. only daddy that didn't – the only daddy – I guess the – this is a three-person match of the people they call daddy, two young ladies – uh, the only person in this match that they don't call daddy is the one that won EC3. They love Luke Curtis. They love Mahabalashir. How could you not? Really? Sure. Um, mixed tag match here at the end. Thought it was a little weird to set this here at the end, but thought it was really smart to keep cash flow off of the ring until the very end. And it was a local heat thing because yeah, everybody yeah. hates Shannon the dude. Oh, well, yeah. no. So here's the thing, nah, man. Nah, here's nah. the thing about these Lexington shows and about these like casual viewer shows that come in OVW. And I'm not complaining about people, new people coming to spend money in OVW. That's the last thing I'm complaining about. I've seen this time and time and time again in my OVW experiences. No one expects to hate Shannon. Just like no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Everybody, a lot of the people here, I'm not going to say everybody here, but I will say that there was a large majority of people here who thought when Shannon was going to come out, they were supposed to clap for him. And they got shown very quickly, you're not supposed to clap for this little douchebag. Mm, no, not at well, all. No, the, I mean, I was sitting there the old, as every time Eric mentioned Shannon, and he did bring him up several times yes. in the course of the evening. Yeah, well, there's there, a was, lot there of was no love for, uh, for Shannon. A lot tonight. of people there are only there to see Shannon. Like, well, yeah, there's a lot of KSR people here yeah, uh, yeah. for this sort of a show. And that's what I mean is, like, they're not used to disliking Shannon. If you don't listen to KSR, Shannon's the only guy that people always like. <laughs> it's yeah. everyone else that everyone hates. In this universe, it is the opposite. But it is the complete opposite. And yeah. I think that, honestly, man, I like Shannon a lot. I've liked him for a long time. I've met him a handful of times. He's always been the nicest guy in the world to me. The nicest guy in the world to me. Um, but it is so funny, man. He has this fucking jeer this smile mm-hmm. that is just makes you sick to your stomach <laughs> like yeah, he has a look that he does not get at ksr no that no. he only it's and and there's a little bit of a a, a wiggle to his head when he does it oh he's and yeah. he's disgusting he actually makes me sick to my stomach yeah. and shannon keep that in mind buddy keep that in mind so nice you, work you couldn't do what i do buddy i do it every week you do it you you might do 10 hours a day of it whatever i do two hours a day that's more than your 10 hours a week buddy just keep that one in mind see you see you at that radio championship baby <laughs> take us away brian the ovw no podcast. no 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 wait 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 what what linda kane cash flow in the match take us away brian <laughs> The OVW Podcast, the 10th Carney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW Podcast broadcast team is Jackman Oaks and myself, Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi P.S. Woodard. P.S. P.S. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching Wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial Wrestlers After Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and give us a review. Please and thank you. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, 
and all the way to Davis Arena, baby. Wherever you go, there you are. Leo Toscoy.